Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, guys, good morning. What's up? Welcome to Game Changer Live. I'm David Villa, and it is Monday. It's Monday, Monday, Monday. Boom, shakalaka. Neither monitor's on, but it's all right. I'm I'm on. I'm on. I just didn't know I was on, but I'm on. <laughs> My bad. I forgot to click That's on right. button. Mike's pointing to me, and I'm like, well, the monitor's on, on. He's like. <laughs> so, hey, man, good morning, guys. We're going to jump right into this week and looking forward to spending time with you guys this week. I'm actually going to be out Friday. Normally, I don't really talk about that. We're going to get to the end of the week, so we're going to have guests. You don't want to miss it. I can make a couple of surprise announcements for next week because I'll be out Friday. Then we're off Monday. Monday's Memorial Day. We're not going to be doing a podcast on Monday, a week from today. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for three days, we'll have guests. So we'll have guests Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, let me just announce two guests. I think that are really, really going to be excited about. I'm excited about it. I may even watch it for my vacation. I know I'll watch it after, but I might watch it live. But we have uh, Tuesday, we have Pastor June Tavares, Pastor June uh, of the Brandon. He is the campus pastor of Radiant church brandon location and then on wednesday we have uh, our our lead pastor pastor aaron burke uh, which is the lead pastor of radiant church all six locations and he's going to be hosting it and i'm going to tell you i promise you um, they're bringing the topics in and they're gonna be talking about it they're gonna be leading from this chair mike sam as will be with him but i can assure you that it'll be a blessing and you don't want to miss it All right, but let's talk about this week. We're going to dive into God math this week. All right, we're going to talk about God math. I know the title, hopefully it intrigued you a little bit, but we're going to do that every day this week. We're going to really kind of dive into and discuss how God views math. Now, we're not going to talk necessarily, we're not going to spend this whole week talking about the fish, the loaves and things like that, but I wanted to give you an example of God math, right? Five loaves plus two fish equal 5,000 meals plus leftovers. That's God math. God math. Five loaves plus two fish equal 5,000 meals plus leftovers. That's God math. Let me give you another example using scripture specifically. That's a passage in the scripture. That's a story in the scripture. But using scripture, God 828, Romans 828 says, all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. How does that figure into God math? Well, let me give this all things. What does all things mean? All things mean the good things. All things mean the bad things. All things are all things. And so all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. Amen. So, I mean, God math is like, when basically like you're not enough plus God equals more than enough. You got to understand this. Like, is this the interesting part about it? God math. It's like, God doesn't need us. I mean, just let me, let me, let me be careful. God doesn't need us to make his math not add up to us. For instance, God God didn't need us, us, when in the beginning he spoke to nothing and turned it into something. When he spoke to the void earth 
and, and hung planets and stars. He didn't need you and I. You get it? He invited you and I. He wanted you and I. So the God, the God math doesn't, doesn't need us, but aren't you glad that God included us in the equation? So God, God math involves your life and what he wants you to be part of because he really enjoys. This is how he created it. I mean, listen, the angels have no choice. I mean, they, they, they serve God. They don't have a free will. But here's, here's the thing. You and I have this thing called free will. And God loves the fact that we desire him. We choose him. <clears throat> we don't have to choose him now, but we choose him. And so here's the thing with God math. God math involves you and I because he loves when we choose him. So it's, 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 our, it's our not enough plus God's more, plus God equals more than enough. And it's not God's more, it's not, you, you know, you can say it this way. Somebody says like, you're not enough and God's, you know, plus God's more than enough. It's not that it's God. It's God is, is it's meaning, you know, when you take God in the equation, it's always, it's always, it's always enough. And, and let me, let me just exp- explain to you because God is, God is, is big. And I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, but he's also so small that sometimes you can't even see him work. How can something that big how can something that big work behind the scenes, but also be the scene? It's God math. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And so, you know what I've learned to do? And this might be something you want to take down because I think this will help you. You could put this in the notes and this is just a practical note, by the way. This isn't like really deep. This is just a practical note. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it out. It's not meant. I mean, Paul called it mysteries. Like Paul talked about mysteries. You know that, right? He's like the Godhead was a mystery. Like we're here trying to figure it out. And Paul, Paul came to the conclusion that it can't be figured out. God can't be figured out. He's God. And then, you know, some things he lets us in on and we can understand the attributes and the characteristics of God. And we understand because he gives us the fruit of the spirit. We know how God operates. He operates in kindness and gentleness and long suffering and patience. He operates in joy. He operates in peace. He operates in these things because these are the fruits of the spirit. He is the spirit. So obviously if they're his fruit, that's what he produces. But those things, the attributes, the characteristics, but there also are mysteries of God, things that you and I are never intended on figuring out. So stop trying to figure God out and just come to the realization that he is a sovereign God and he does whatever the Bible says he pleases. So because here's the thing, a life gives and life takes. So this is the thing about life math, right? Life math stinks because life math gives. There's times when you're in seasons of addition or even seasons of multiplication. And then you're in seasons of subtraction and divide and division. You're in seasons where, you know, it's not only subtraction, like, you know, two minus one is one, like one step back. Sometimes you step in a hole and you lose five things. But then sometimes you go, it's not just math, like one plus one equals two. Sometimes you step on you know, something that multiplies, it goes two times two is four. And there's times of seasons in life. So it gives and takes. There's addition, there's subtraction everywhere, right? Good things happen. Bad things happen. Things happen. Life happens, right? It's a common push and pull time spent on, on one task subtract, subtracts from another task and all actions have a reaction. 
That's life. But God doesn't adhere to this rule. He has his own rule. I mean, you got to get this. He doesn't adhere to his rule. The Bible will, will give me some scripture on that. Okay, well, God says my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. If, and you go, well, okay, well, let me think about what those thoughts are. Let me think about what those ways are. You can't because they're beyond your ways and they're beyond your thoughts. How can you think them? Just like when you start to really think about heaven, you can only think about the best this earth has to offer because the Bible says mind hasn't conceived it. I mean, it hasn't even entered into the heart of the man. If there are colors in heaven that we've never seen, does somebody keep burping in the microphone? You guys, is that one of you guys? Is that you slurping in the microphone? I keep hearing this weird noise, bro. I don't know what it is. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. All right, so here's the deal. Hey, if there are colors in heaven, I keep hearing this weird noise in my ears going like, somebody's on the phone. Ez is with us out of Rhode Island. I'm just kidding. If there's colors in heaven, excuse me, that you can't, that you've never seen before. Have you ever heard someone say that? But if there are, then here's the thing. How can you imagine what they are? You've never seen them. You understand what I'm saying? Like God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So it's God math. Our God is a God, not of subtraction or division. And here's the good news about God. God's math never subtracts. He, he listen, he allows things to subtract from our life. He allows life math to happen in our life. So we, he allows subtraction and even division from our life. But all things work together for the good. But God, every good thing, remember the Bible says, comes from God. So our God is not a God of subtraction or division. He can't. He doesn't know how to subtract or divide, right? He's a God of addition and multiplication. Whatever we give to God automatically, he's, it's, like a, it's, like the, it's like the concept of a, of a chia pet. You know, like, you know, it's like, it's like instantaneously, it, it miraculously and supernaturally grows. God is great soil, not good soil, not just like really good soil. He's, he's excellent soil. So anything that gets planted into God multiplies, it increases, <clears throat> increase prosperity come from God alone. And he is the alone is the one who makes us fruitful and blessed. So if we're his, right, we, we're, we're fruitful and blessed because in the beginning, it wasn't just a suggestion when he looked at Adam and Eve and when he looked at man and he said, be fruitful and multiply. That wasn't, that wasn't a suggestion. That was a command. That was like he was speaking it into an existence. He was saying, hey, be fruitful, multiply. And we haven't stopped being fruitful and we haven't stopped multiplying yet. Yeah, we jacked it up in the garden. Yeah, we messed it up. And, you know, if it weren't for that, then we would be a different people doing a different thing with a different, different, uh, you know, result right now. But the reality is, even to this day, we are fruitful and we multiply. Why? Because God sub doesn't subtract and divide. He adds and multiplies. But he is the one who makes us fruitful. He's the one that brings blessing. So he is alone. He alone is the one who fills us with peace. You can you go, well, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I don't understand it because it's the peace that passes understanding. It's his peace. You getting this? It's God math. You got to understand something that you, when you really want to under, understand that it's okay to not understand, 
when you really want to understand that it's okay not to understand, that's when true peace is going to enter in because it's not your math. It's not life math. It's not your economist math. It's not your bank account math. It's not your boss's math. It's not your kid's math. It's not your pastor's math. It's the math of God. It doesn't add up and it doesn't make sense according to what man does in life. But you can participate in God math. You can be the beneficiary of God math. It's God math. He alone. He alone is our provider. We talked about it a couple weeks ago that, you know, we, the names of God, and we mentioned briefly Jehovah Jireh. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the God who provides. I'm pretty sure Abraham wished that God would have provided before he ever set foot on the mountain, before he ever had to come up and make the tough decision of whether or not he was going to put the knife in his son Isaac and kill the promise. I'm sure Abraham wishes that. Maybe it would have made it a little easier on Abraham in his opinion. But the reality is where Abraham was going, God had to do it that way because it wasn't just about Isaac. It was about Abraham understanding if he was going to be the father of everything to come and everywhere he put his foot, God was going to give him. He needed to understand once and for all the principle that Jehovah Jireh, the provider, God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way in, in no matter how bleak or how, how dark it looks. He alone is our provider. He alone is our caregiver. He watches over us. He opens doors that need that, that he opens doors that need opening that we can't open. He closes doors that need closing that we can't close. Amen. He's not interested in decreasing. He can't decrease. He can't go backward. You know, they, they say that the rhinoceros, one of the reasons I have a couple rhino statues, statues, statues in my office. One of them is kind of like more like, you know, like mean looking. One of them is just a kind of, kind of a sleek looking deal where they both are rhinos. And I just like, I like statues of certain animals and stuff. I don't know. Got like a lion. You know, I got just different things that just remind me just uh, a certain taste. You know what I mean? It's not like weird, like, you know, stuff, but it's like certain things appeal to me because they just, they just challenge me. They, they fire me up. But a rhino, did you know this about a rhino? They said a rhinoceros. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. This is really cool stuff. A rhino can't go backward. It's, it doesn't know how to back up. So to go the other way, it would have to turn completely around and walk the other way. It has, does not have the ability to back up. So that's why a rhino, a rhino will face and fight. Or it will turn and run. And there's not many things that the rhino runs from. So I can tell you that God doesn't know how to decrease. He doesn't know how to go backward. He's, he's, he's not a God he, because he doesn't make mistakes. You don't need to turn around if you didn't go the wrong way in the first place. You got to put that in the notes, Sam. Listen, God doesn't know. God doesn't, God doesn't know how to, God doesn't know how to turn around. He doesn't know how to go backward. You know why? You don't need to turn around. No, this is it right here, Sam, this part. You don't need to turn around if you didn't go the wrong way in the first place. You don't need to know how to turn around if you didn't go the wrong way in the first place. God's going the right way from the very beginning. He never, he's never made a mistake. There's been no need for him to turn around. There's been no need for him to back up. He's a God of increase, not decrease. Everything he touches multiplies. Everything he touches brings addition. Everything he touches exponentially grows. Are you getting this today? I hope you're getting this today. This is setting the tone for the, for the rest of this week that I'm going to be here. 
And we're talking about God math. All wheat, God math. Five loaves plus two fish equal 5,000 meals plus leftovers. You know, no, he fed the 5,000. Then some people always throw this in. You know what I'm talking about when you hear it in preaching because the Bible says this, but you know, it's just kind of ambiguous, right? Because we said, we call it the feeding of the 5,000. But then we always say, and that's in, plus women and children because it says feeding 5,000, right? Then it kind of leaves it, you know, leaves it kind of like, you know, this other, this other number of women and children. And we, we hear that from preachers. Well, then I'm going to add something to that. Plus, the 12 baskets that the kid took home and what those 12 baskets fed. And let me just tell you, if you want to really plug in God math, this might be a story that we hear in heaven if it happened. But I know the way God works. See, God is a God of a return on investment. He's a God of increase and multiplication in addition. So I'm not telling you that this happened, but it's just like God to have the little boy take the 12 baskets and start investing those in all of a sudden off the campus of the 5,000 plus women and children getting fed. It's just like God to take the 12 remaining baskets and multiply them exponentially. And who knows how many countless thousands of people could have gotten fed off of the leftovers. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. The story of God math, five loaves and two fish fed 5,000 plus women, plus children, plus 12 baskets of leftovers, plus whatever they fed, plus 2,000 plus years later, we're still preaching a story and millions of people are getting fed today because God math takes five loaves and two fish plus two fish equals 5,000 plus women and children plus 12 baskets of the leftovers plus whatever plus every generation from that point and those to come that are getting fed off that story. That's God math. Oh, you didn't. You just didn't hear that. God math. God math. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? I mean, think about this. The story lives on. Amen. Amen. Somebody posted. I love it. Cameron. God math. One chases a thousand link arms. 10,000. Wait a minute. One chases a thousand. Sam, you chase a thousand. <laughs> I chase a thousand. That's only 2000. But when we come together, the 2000 turns into 10,000. Come on. Mm. Man, oh man. It's good stuff, guys. Good stuff. The Bible records. There's many stories like this. Amen. Men and women of honor, you know, who were not only known for their trust and their faith in God, but also for favor, for wealth, prosperity. We talked about Solomon couple weeks ago and they were known for this in the word they were known for this in their in their in their cities in their in their in their towns in their generation Abraham Job Isaac Solomon David I mean we just going on Ruth Esther who were faithful to God and received unimaginable blessings for them and their families so let me give you the biblical word for increase because this is uh, based a lot out of our Bible plan. This is based uh, um, directly from our our newest Bible plan. If you haven't checked it out on YouVersion, it's called Increase. And the 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 uh, biblical word for increase is Uzano, A-U-Z-A-N-O. Uzano means to grow, to increase, to enlarge. And it often refers to the growth which of that which is alive 
naturally or spiritually. So it's, it's, it's taking what has maybe even an ember and it's increasing it. It's taking, this is the thing you have to understand. When you think of the word increase, you come into this podcast and you're listening and you're like, you know, there's people listening right now. Oh, there's people right now, David and different. And man, let me tell you, I, you know, I'm, you don't understand. They seem like they're this, they're maybe they're on the top of the mountain right now, or they're just, they're just experiencing growth right now. But I came into this thing and this is all I got left. You don't understand where I'm at. I just stumbled into this podcast today and I'm listening and you don't understand. Like I don't, I, I barely have, you know, you, you just like, this is all I got. And you're just holding in your hand. You're looking down on some crumbs are there or whatever. This is just some fumes left over from my vision. These are just, this is, this is just like, you know, this is just a couple of bucks left over from my initial investment. See, but you understand you're right on time this morning because the disciples who spent all the time with Jesus, if we're going to use the title story of God math, they were with him every day, Sam. And when Jesus, they looked at Jesus and they weren't saying, hey, let's feed these people. They were like, let's let the people go. They've got to eat. And then Jesus looked at these men of God around him that spent all this time with him, that watched him perform miracles and they had no solution other than to send them away. He said, well, let's feed them. And well, we don't, we don't have anything. We don't have enough money. We, this is all we've got. See, they looked at what they had as not enough. I'm going to tell you, if you stumbled into this thing with not enough, then you're right on time because you're not enough. Plus God is more than enough because we're talking about God math today. Well, I don't have enough. I don't have enough even to let this business go on one more month. I don't have enough to let this relationship go on any longer. I don't have enough in me right now. My, you don't understand my kids going through this right now. You don't understand this health situation, this family member, whatever it is right now. It's not enough. You don't understand. I just stumbled into this thing, man. I don't want to hear anything about God math today. I was hoping to hear like some comforting scriptures or whatever. Well, I've got some comfort for you. You're not enough. Plus God equals more than enough. And you're right on time. Here's why. Because as these people that were closest to God had no solution, they all looked at a boy that had just a basket. He had a Long John Silver's fish combo on him. And God said, take, bring that combo to me. And that combo plus God fed 5,000 men plus women and children, produced 12 baskets of leftovers that fed who knows who, when the boy went home, and then 2,000 years later is feeding you and I today. Woo! You're rolling Boom. this morning. It's just, this is in me, man. This is in me this morning. This is in me this morning. You guys can comment because we're going to run out of time. If not, I, if you got anything to say, just interrupt me and, and bring it in because we've got plenty of notes, but we're going to get into this the rest of the week. We only have about seven minutes left. Do you guys have anything? I was going to say... Um, Honestly, what makes me think of increase, um, I was talking with my mom yesterday, mm -hmm. yesterday or the day before, I think it was Saturday. Um, I had just met with um, Pastor June the other day and I was talking to her about that. And 
I was just looking at radiant, not to, not that I'm plugging them or anything. I was just thinking about increase and what, you know, I remember a couple of years ago hearing their name first pop up but, um, when I was still going to reach at the time, um, like radiant church. And they were right down the street from where our family shop is. Mm-hmm. And now they're at what? Six campuses. Yep. And I think, don't they have plans to be expanded to like 10 campuses in like the next like two years? Yeah. 10 campuses in 10 years. So like in two years, they have three more. And, so, and it's just like thinking about like not only, and I know I'm talking about a church, but thinking about the way he's increasing the way, not only radiance size, like mm-hmm. as a community, but their reach, Yeah, how far spread they're becoming. Um, it's crazy to think about what you, what can be done when God, when you put something in God's hands and work with him and see the increase that can take place, especially, I mean, and again, I know I'm using a larger scale thing with a church, but I'm talking no, it's like, perfect it, example. but it's, it's insane. Cause we were talking, my mom was like, that's incredible growth. I'm like, I know they've only really been around like, and really been making waves for maybe three years. And within a five year time frame, they're going to be at 10 campuses. Like that's incredible growth. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's, and the thing is, it's, it's, you got to understand folks. And if you talk to pastor Aaron Burke, who are going to be hosting next Wednesday and then pastor June Tavares, which June is the branding campus. Pastor Aaron's the lead pastor. He, one's going to be hosting uh, Tuesday and one will be hosting Wednesday. And then we got some other special guests as well. We'll be announcing hopefully starting tomorrow. But if you're list, if you're, if you're, you, you got to understand something. If you talk to them, pastor Aaron would be the first person to tell you it's, it's not because of him. I mean, he's a phenomenal leader and you know, there's some wisdom there. God's given him wisdom, but it is because of God's increase. It is, it is because of God's increase. When, whenever you see something that is blessing the Lord, that is increased, that is increasing and blessing the Lord, then you have to understand it's because of God's increase. If you know, and, and, and it's just, and so I, you know, increase is a perfect example. Increase, I mean, end it this way or kind of bring maybe land the plane and for today, we're going to leave the title the same, by the way, we're going to say God math. We're just going to say part two. We're just going to talk about God math all week. We may change it up a little bit. I know, we may have fun with the title. I know we could probably have some fun with God. We're going to always start it with God math. How about that? God math. And then we have all week God math. And if you got some ideas, Maybe we can use your titles after God math. Maybe you can maybe you can submit those to us for the rest of the week. All we know is we're talking about God math, but let me just give you this. Increase is God's will for his people. I want you to be careful to hear what I said. I didn't say that everybody would become a multimillionaire. Perhaps that's you. I didn't say that. And when I when you use words like increase or prosperity, Immediately, people assume you're just talking about money. You're just talking about increasing your wealth and so forth and all that. And I'm not. I'm talking about increase. Increase in your family. Increase in your health. Increase in your wisdom. Increase in your leadership. Increase in, increase in your growth. Increase in your being a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better mother, a better steward, a better giver. So increase is God's will for his people. He wants us to have peace and prosperity in abundance. And I'm going to tell you, you don't want prosperity without peace. You, you, I don't even know if you really could have true prosperity, God's definition without peace, because you want his peace. He, he wants us to have peace and prosperity and abundance. He doesn't want us to just get by. A life where someone just 
gets by is not a life. There are seasons where you can just hold on. There are seasons where God's, you know, moving and shifting things in your life. And there might be some seasons of holding on. Believe me, I've been there. And faith will get you through that. But he doesn't want you to stay there. He didn't design you to live a life of getting by. He designed us to live a life of increase. And again, you could, you could die and not be wealthy at all financially, not have tons of money in the bank and what have you, but live a life that, lived a le- that left a legacy of increase. And everybody will look at you and go, that person was a person of increase. So it has nothing to do with your money necessarily. He is not a God who believes in surviving, but he is a God who not only believes in, who insists on you and I thriving. Insist on. Insist on. He didn't, he never just survived. He always thrived. He always thrived. Jesus always thrived. He never, he never just survived. He always thrived. Amen? Amen. You guys enjoy this topic? You think it's a good topic for the week? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're going to talk about God math. You guys in on it? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Switch to the three-person shot. I uh, was thinking about it just now. Um, I've talked a lot about my finances on this show um, because that's probably been my biggest struggle um, in my adult life. And um, just thinking about, you know, a year ago, um, I took a, actually it was a little more than a year ago, I took a, I took a leap. My parents always had my back. My parents were always there to support me and my wife and my family if we ever needed it. And I had become comfortable, <laughs> you know, kind of being lackadaisical with how I spent my money because I always knew I had like a fail safe with my parents. And I finally made the decision one day, I can't do this anymore. And I probably spent... Um, a year dealing with all my bills being behind um, everything from my car payments to my mortgage to my HOA fees everything was just behind so I dealt with the anxiety and the anxiousness of calls all the time all my bills were two months behind and I remember I finally toward the end of last year um, it was around December I made a decision I said I'm gonna actually be smart about this and I asked God to step in and said look I'm gonna actually trust you it's one of the hardest things I've had to give you my trust in, which was my finances, because I'm very much a, I want to do things myself. And here I am in May, almost the, almost June, six months in, you know, all my bills are ahead of by a month. All of my debt is slowly being paid off and I'm slowly getting rid of the things that would cause that anxiety. And it was because I decided that I was going to give it to God and let him take over and basically trust him with it. And it doesn't always, it's not just always as simple as saying, God, I need your help. And he's going to suddenly just give you all the money in the world. You have to take the steps It's obedience. It's obedience, but you also have to take the steps to be responsible with what he's given you too. And once you show that you're responsible with what he's given you, he, that's where he goes. Okay, you can handle this. Now I can give you more. Now I, now you're showing me you can do this. Now I can give you more. Faithful with a few ruler over many. So some, Hey, some answers that came into God math, Deuteronomy 28, God math results of paying tithes versus not paying them. The Godmouth, the widower whose meal and oil didn't run out. Look at Cameron, boy, he's preaching. Godmouth, <laughs> Godmouth, math. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. That he soweth sparingly, reap sparingly, so abundantly, reap abundantly. Scroll up. 
uh, Carvey said, the God Abacus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One apple seed produces a tree with many apples, and each apple on one tree has seeds. Cameron's got some long titles there, man. Yep. We're reading them because these are good These are good things. And um, But we will uh, – so we're going to be – we've got some messages, I think, coming in already on Facebook and stuff uh, privately. But uh, let's see here. Anybody publicly post anything? God plus math, overflow and peace that makes no sense. It's good. Awesome. Good stuff. Song of the day today is, um, I don't remember, I don't know the exact name on the actual author. I, th- I think it's The Church Will Sing, Reach City in Cecily. Um, I think that's how you say her name. It's called uh, Worthy Is Your Name Exalted. That's came Reach out Friday. Cities, right? Yeah, yeah Reach City Worship. Um, cool. It just came out Friday. It's a really, really good song. You guys should definitely <laughs> check it out. Um, we hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. We hope this is a great start to the kick you, to the start of your week. We will see you guys tomorrow morning. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.